This is the audio version of Talking Comic-Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego, the weekly live podcast covering the latest headlines from the world of con culture. This is Series 4, Episode 24, broadcast on the 29th of January, 2017, and this, it is safe to say, is an episode of Big Questions. In an uncertain political climate, we discuss the ramifications of the policies of the incoming U.S. administration, especially as they affect not only the ability of international guests to attend comic conventions in North America, but also the stand of those creatives wanting to make a statement against that administration. Our audience makes some interesting points, and we're glad to fold them into the conversation, which we start with this week's announcements from Comic-Con International and round up with a look forward to the upcoming week in television. Talking Comic-Con is part of an EnglishmanInSanDiego.com, encouraged by the generous donations of its fans and followers. Join the family and keep up to date with the latest updates by supporting at Patreon.com slash EnglishmanSDCC. really should have said that in the Thunderbirds voice. Anything can, <laughs> anything can happen in the next half hour. So who knows? Okay. Uh, the chat room is up and running for YouTube. This week in particular is an episode we want you to get involved in the conversation. We want your thoughts and opinions because I can imagine there are a lot of opinions um, on both sides. Um, if you are a Trump supporter, jump in. If you are not, jump in. Whatever your thoughts and opinions on this, we want to hear what you think. Because I, while I do think, I do believe that um, it did make come across as a little bit self-grandizing that we're kind of, I'm trying to boil this down to conventions and comic conventions. At the end of the day, it is about people's attempts to come to these events that we love and we attend ourselves. So, do jump in on the Q&A and on the bits and pieces. Welcome to Talking Comic Con, uh, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego for the first time in quite a while. I have a cup of tea because, my God, it's been required. We've had technical issues left, right and centre. We are up and running, thank goodness. Um, I've misplaced my hat. It's currently in a car which is broken down. Uh, I've had to come in another car so I don't have the hat so everyone can see the male pattern baldness in full effect, um, the slightly fluffy hair that the, the missus likes. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's all been, it's all been fun and games, but thank you so much. We're here and we're up and running and ready to talk about, um, Comic-Con, um, announcements for this week, uh, the topic, topic of conversation, which we'll get into in a minute. And of course, the week in television, which I will not forget this week. Because <laughs> that would just be rude and mean of me. So there we go. Um, First and foremost, my partner in crime, Alyssa Franks. Hello, Alyssa. How are you? I'm well. It's been a week. Um, the the political stuff um, aside, it just trying to get ready for um, returning Reg. When will it happen? You know, the the constant Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, is it this week? <laughs> is it next week? <laughs> How should I schedule my? Uh, you know, I've got I've got to go in for an operation. I need a. I'm going away on vacation, you know, all of those kinds of things. So that in addition, um, plus we've got a bunch of cons that are happening coming up. Um, uh, the uh, San Diego Comic Fest is happening. 
We've got, I think we've got Heroes uh, is happening um, starting soon, Silicon Valley Con. So we're talking a lot about uh, of convention spring cons that are coming up. And, of course, ECC. Um, ECC did a, uh, an interesting, well, I don't think it was ECC, but they did a, a they, an interesting post yesterday. Um, uh, and which led to, I think, Leonard and I talking about the events of yesterday, which was how is this going to affect um, Emerald City? Comic-Con and let's show support for people who are coming to our country to participate in conventions. And while it's not really the purview, I agree, Leonard, of our discussion, it, an isolationist view does affect, um, the international geek culture. Yeah. I think that, I mean, when you first put to me, shall we have a conversation about this? Um, I do try and keep politics out of the show because I don't believe it's, it can, it, I mean, I don't, I think we can talk about this stuff without going political, but I think this episode and one week into the Trump administration, it's a conversation we need to have. So no, we will be getting into that absolutely. Um, but I think we'll, I think we can start with, the slightly more practical um, conversations that we have been having, especially when it comes to San Diego Comic-Con. And to that end, I'm actually just going to share this because this was a tweet that I put out. Um, this was uh, the beginning of last week. And this was off the back of the announcements that CCI had put up um, for the souvenir book, which we'll talk about and also about uh, some other bits and pieces. And basically I've said, there's still no word on returning reg badge sales, open online, press registration, panel submissions, hotel sales. What? It's just ridiculous. But then also <laughs> someone someone pointed out as well that there's also WonderCon. Is it ProReg? People haven't got their ProReg stuff yet. Um ProReg I think is done. They haven't um they haven't actually got their badges yet or something. There's some, you know, they haven't done the final thing. Press Reg isn't open for WonderCon yet. And um yeah, I mean they just did hotels. So wow. yeah. Just, I still oh. think I absolutely still believe that in terms of WonderCon and San Diego Comic-Con what they believe, what their theory is, is that it has now just gotten so big that we are now talking about hotels, badge sales, da, 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 all this nonsense and noise the Monday after the convention. And I do think they're trying to close that window and put the genie back in the bottle. They can't do it. No. It won't happen. It can't, it can't happen. Yeah. Uh, San Diego Comic Con in its current state, WonderCon in its current state, state in its current size, it can't do it. You, I, I, I can't see where they're going with it. But anyway, I'm not, I'm not sure, quite sure how many weeks we have until WonderCon, but I know that people have applied for, have put forward ideas for panels, and they have. Um, I don't think anybody has heard back about the panels yet. I mean, obviously, the big panels they're going to do, but we're talking smaller panels that you and I might host. Yeah. It's March the 31st, April 2nd. Eight weeks. We're talking months. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. 
Absolutely crazy. Okay, but um, as far as I'm aware, there are still hotel rooms up for grabs for WonderCon. So if you are up for this event, by all means, do uh, try and chase down those hotels. Okay, um, let's go very quickly through the uh, CCI announcements. Also, the, let's recap the one that we got at the end of last week, or the middle of last week, sorry. So let me just uh, let's screen cap again. And let's go to uh, the let's go down the list. Number one, uh, this was announced on Thursday last week. Uh, the call for nominations for the 2017 Will Eisner Spirit of Comics Retailer Award. Now, this is something I am very much a fan and an advocate for because it's a worldwide award. It's one which takes nominations from across the globe, and it doesn't matter if it's a small box comic room. Uh, a comic store down the back of an alley somewhere, which, by the way, OK Comics in Leeds is, and it was nominated for an Eisner two years ago. It's a rather small store. Or if it's a massive thing like um, Orbital in London or um, uh, Meltdown in LA, wherever. If it's something that is at the centre of a community, um, it's just well worth filling out the form, downloading the PDF, and filling out the form and sending in your favourite comic book store. If it is the centre of your community, it's the centre of your comic book world, absolutely get your nomination in. It's uh, The um, nominations, uh, deadline for the nominations is April the 7th, so do get your store in quick as possible, and it's very much well worth uh, recognising that award. So that's that one. Uh, but now we talk about the uh, two... Um, announcements that took place this week. Number one, the souvenir book. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing. We haven't, haven't got anything about hotels. We've got nothing about badge sales. We've got nothing about panel submissions or press or whatever. But we can take your submissions for the souvenir book. Of course we can. Uh, so anyway, um, we're talking um, quite some big uh, anniversaries taking place this week, uh, this year as well which are very much um, worth celebrating. The 100th uh, birthday celebration of Jack Kirby and also the 100th birthday celebration of Will Eisner. Um, these are gods in the comics industry and I'm fully expecting to see some brilliant new gods work and Captain America and uh, Fantastic Four stuff. I I'm wanting to see a lot of Kirby crackle. <laughs> from everyone submitting artwork. I'm really much looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to um, the text pieces as well, because I can imagine there's going to be a lot of comics pros putting stuff in with their memories of Jack Kirby and their memories of Will Eisner. I think they're going to be outstanding. So looking forward to those. Uh, you've also got the 50th anniversary of Batgirl and also the 25th anniversary of Batman the Animated Series. Both... Very worthwhile um, anniversaries. But what kind of strikes me is that's four. Last year, didn't we have something like 15 or 16 anniversaries? The list was quite insane for how many subjects you could cover. We've got four. I mean, I know that Jack Kirby and Will Eisner is going to take up a massive chunk of that book. But still, um yeah, uh, I'm surprised at how few we're actually dealing with this year. But there we go. Uh, deadline for submissions is April 14th, 2017. Um, is there anything that you think you could do a write-up and send in, Alyssa? Um, for some, um, I don't, hmm. I don't. Hey, listen, if if we've had um, uh, crazy, if we've had Tony get a piece in, I think you can get a piece in. 
So, you know. Well, maybe I'll put that on the list of the multiple things <laughs> that I will I will attempt to do in the next uh, three weeks or four weeks before I leave for ECC Vietnam yeah, and then WonderCon and then <laughs> and then and it's all in. Okay, fair enough. Well, anyway, the all the bits and pieces are on uh, comic-com.org slash toucan uh, you'll find it under the post comic-con 2017 souvenir book called submissions uh the deadline for the submissions is april the 14th so two and a half months so do get your uh bits and pieces in graham small i'm the same age as batgirl your wheelhouse man she's in your wheelhouse she's available go for it um excellent stuff right uh yeah I, i'm just very curious as to why there's only the four topics this year um, so hopefully we may see a, an adaptation or amendment to that later on uh, down the line. And last but not least, uh, announced this week, we have <laughs> on the Monday, uh, and we'll get our second set tomorrow because they're going to be announcing these throughout um, February, March, and I believe April as well. So I think it's 10 weeks worth of, uh, no, it's, it's more than that, um, but it's, it's four guests per day on the Mondays, and we've had our first wave of uh, 2017 special guests, which are Bridget Findankley, uh, for, who's the writer of Poppies of Iraq, um, currently uh, based in France with her partner, who's also one of the guests, uh, Louis Trondheim, who's the writer and artist of Dungeon, Aileen, and also Poppies of Iraq. Uh, Eduardo Russo, who's the artist of 100 Bullets, Moonshine, and Torpedo, uh, 1972. If you have not read 100 Bullets, do check that book out because it's just incredible. And Bruce Tim, who is just the nicest, sweetest guy. Um, he's, I managed to interview him, uh, for last year for, uh, the uh, Batman Killing Joke uh, animation. Uh, he's the, uh, producer and director of Batman the Animated Series and Batman and Harley Quinn, which is released this year and I think is going to be getting its debut at either WonderCon or an couple of other major cons coming up. So I think we're going to be, people are going to get the chance to see that uh, animation. Top bloke, if anything, because when you talk to him and you say, so yeah, what um, comics do you read and to kind of get into it uh, and get into the mode and whatever. He said, I don't read comics. I watch musicals. I read magazines. <laughs> you just think, this is somebody who just doesn't, he just wants to soak it all in. And I, I have no problem with that. So there we go. Um, that's Bruce Tim, Eduardo Risso, and uh, Bridget Findankley, and Lewis Trondheim. Um, though um, we will be getting another set of uh, guests each and every Monday between now and April. Two guests that are on that list are important, and that's what we're now going to dovetail into our conversation, which is Bridget Findankley and Lewis Trondheim, specifically Bridget. Because she was born in Iraq, uh, she has written this book, Poppies of Iraq. Um, she currently lives in France. Uh, uh, she is currently uh, attending the Angloum Festival in Paris at the moment. And at the end of the day, off the back of the recent announcements uh, by the current Trump administration, it's very, it's either very unlikely that she'll get into the country or she will be very severely in, um, investigated on en attempting to enter the country. This is a special guest. 
This is somebody who's not only a special guest, but they were also Eisen nominated and have been two or three times now. These are guests of San Diego Comic-Con and Comic-Con International, and they may not be able to get through the door and actually into the U.S. So that's where the conversation comes uh, today uh, and what your thoughts are. Do jump in on the Q&A. Um, Graham Small, uh, in talking about the um, Eisner Spirit of Industry Award, don't vote for any comic book shops in Iraq, Sudan, uh, Yemen. Um, I, don't, I don't know how many comic book shops there are in those particular uh, neighbourhoods, but I can imagine there'll be at least one or two. Maybe it could be a protest vote that we like we could vote for those stores just to kind of yeah that could be interesting. Um, Dan Berry, I mean this is what brought the conversation on for myself. It may be interesting to see how the director from Iraq, who has um, won a, previously won an Oscar and is nominated again for the best foreign film, uh, how that is handled. That may give us a, a sense of how it will translate down the line. Um, I mean, what's your take on this, Alyssa? Uh, just how it how it would be how it would feel to be invited to a country as a special guest of an event and be pretty much turned away at the gate. I I can't put myself in that shoes, unfortunately, um, because I am so I, I'm getting an echo uh, because I am so America set. <laughs> America centric and it's unfortunate and I wish that I, I wasn't as much as I am. Regardless, um, having watched some of the legal analysis of what's happened, um, it looks as though that unfortunately the president has a wide, uh, has a wide, he, he can do these types of things. So I think that it's, if people want to come, I think unfortunately they're going to have to, to, to give enough time to get through customs of, of a few days. And it's not the, the trans coming over from uh, Europe, I don't think is going to be as easy as it has been in the past, unfortunately. Um, and I think that that's going to be the, the primary problem for the lady from Bridget, um, Bridgetette from Iraq specifically. Wow. I didn't realize that, that San Diego, um, CCI had, in, that she was a special guest and she was going to be invited and she was invited over. Well, admittedly, this was before the whole mm -hmm. Muslim ban, uh, which has been implemented, which for myself, the shock has been just how quick that was implemented, considering that I believe we got the announcement from the White House that this was going to be implemented on the Friday night. And by Saturday morning, you had um, uh, uh, customs police, armed customs police lining airports and people were being detained from pretty much moment one. I think it's the speed mm -hmm. which is freaking a lot of people out. And mm -hmm. because of that uncertainty, I think that's why this conversation is valid to, uh, for ourselves because it is uncertainty and we, we have to kind of talk this stuff through to kind of 
work out where we can go from the next step. Uh, Graham Small, I recently attended an interview at the U.S. Uh, embassy for global em- uh, for global entry, making my entry into the U.S. E- easier. I'd imagine there will be a similar process. Given the mess in Europe and the horrible actions in France and other places, I think countries have a right to say who gets in. Mm-hmm. I agree. I believe there should be safeguards. Um, uh, there have been some truly... Uh, horrific actions by a very small number of um, uh, countries uh, of uh, a certain population. But I think this is just extremely heavy handed and very detrimental to the relations with against a certain popula- population, especially when you then equate the countries which he has applied these bans against the countries which he has um, business ties with, which are, it's way too coincidental. It's just a little bit too on the nose. Uh, Michael P., there were issues with the order and the lack of direction and policies. That was the other thing as well. I did know that there were uh, discussions at the airports that the uh, uh, customs police and um, the, pe- the people representing uh, the implementation of this particular uh, policy uh, didn't know what to apply or how to apply it properly. And they felt that they were being kind of railroaded into implementing this. So it still seems very much in the air. I think that's just the thing. Um, the, well, well, I understand, well, I understand that, um, it, it was done, that there was a reason for, for just springing it on everybody. I think that the, that our country needs to do things in a more methodical way. If they yeah. had instituted um, uh, a safe traveler uh, program similar to, to what I belong to, which allows me to skip all of the lines, skip the TSA lines, I forget what they've called it. Um, no, if, if they had done that it, for international travelers and if they had made this um, – a situation similar to uh, where a company can say bring a, a person over, uh, a, a high tech company can bring a person over and for ask ask for a speedy immigration for a particular person who's got a skill set that they really need. If that type of program was available to convention so they could bring over the Bridgets from Iraq, um, I think that those types of things would have made this go down a lot easier and would have enabled us to um, not have this uncertainty, which is, I think, why a lot of people came out yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, let's let's. I think let's bring it back to our wheelhouse mm-hmm. in terms of the, the talent that's involved. And let's actually go kind of via the uh, talent that uh, is um, being invited from other countries. Let me just go to uh, my screencast again. And let me just pull up. These are the um, the pages that I've created on An Englishman in San Diego. These are the special guest index for last year. Uh, if I actually just uh, scroll down a got the whole bits and pieces, everyone's bio and whatever. So let's go uh, A to G. If uh, and Let's just see if we can just point out a couple of... I mean, Kate Beaton is Canadian and has been extremely vocal against the administration. Um, let's see, Matt Fraction, uh, no, he's, uh, well, Karen Gill- uh, Kieran Gillen, 
being very vocal from the UK. Um, who else have we got? Um, Cece Bell, I believe, is from France, but I believe is from um, Mediterranean descent. Uh, Sergio Aragon's has been incredibly uh, vocal. Uh, can you imagine if Sergio got knocked oh. back at the door? D- damn all my... Oh. Uh, Roberto Aguirre Sacasa is from... I believe he's from... Uh, where is he from? No, I, I, can't, I can't see where he's from. Uh, but um, I, I thought he was from Italy. Um, so that's uh, those. Uh, let's just go very quickly, see if you can see where I'm going. Yes, it's H to Z. Um, Hidnori Kazaki <laughs> would be uh, a big one uh, in the anime circuit. Oh, my God. Um, Yamamoto. <laughs> These people got knocked back. They, I mean, there's some major talents here. Uh, the the Canadians, for heaven's sake, I understand they're getting grief because basically everyone who's coming through the door from outside the the uh, US, they are also being questioned about um, their activities on social media. It's just I'm I'm gobsmacked. I'm absolutely gobsmacked. But <laughs> Alyssa, <laughs> absolutely, um, it. It's kind of mind blowing um, how how much of an impact. I mean, I, I'm going to uh, me and my mom, my 80 year old mom, are going to Vietnam in um, right after WonderCon, uh, right after ECC for three weeks. Um, she's got a last name of Kirschenstein. Now, granted, we've got an American passport and and all of that, but it, it brings into question all of those assumptions that we've made and that's that's the scary thing because we don't know how things are going to go and i think if if things had been planned out a little bit better um i think that with some of these safeguards that i mentioned earlier i think that we can absolutely um it would be a lot easier on us so that we could anticipate, we can say, okay, these comic guests are going to be able to get into uh, the country. Are, are they going to want to come to the country? I think that's the question. <laughs> I think that's the question. Uh, I mean, Graham Small is making some very good points uh, as uh, backed by Karen's session. Um, that uh, this, while this is just the beginning, it will sort itself out in the long run. I mean, you've got the ACLU who are um, uh, applying um, mm-hmm. legal pressure at the moment. Uh, you've got <laughs> a, a national outcry uh, over this uh, demonization of um, uh, immigrants and the, the Muslim population. population. Um, it's that question. It's whether people will then want to come, whether they will feel mm-hmm. welcome. Um, Andrew English is asked the question, I have UK friends who want to go to San Diego Comic-Con, but as they have dual passport, they can't get into America. Should they even bother trying to get tickets when it's available? Wow. <laughs> when wow. questions like that, and not that, but that's, not the only, that's not the only time I've seen that question come up. Although I have also seen some American friends turn around and say, will that put another thousand tickets available for us to get into the <laughs> We don't see a downside here. 
fine. Glasses half um, full. I, I got to admit, I like that. I, you know, there is something to that. I always see the bright side. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, Michael P. I've worked on implementing policies and procedures. This was a mess. Um, I think that's the thing. It's just the fact that it's so up in the air. Mm-hmm. I also think that we are going to see some changes very soon. But like um, was pointed out by Dan, I think the Oscars will be a big test of this because we have they are they are an international awards ceremony and they have invited some um, directors and talent that at the end of the day will have problems getting into the country. But then again, there's the other side of the coin as well. Uh, this is something that myself and Alyssa were talking about because there are two approaches to this. Number one is the actual being invited and then being turned away at the door. And then there's actually talent. And this is why I really wanted to try and get some uh, talent on to talk about this, about talent making a stand against the current administration by making a statement by not attending any U.S. cons. And that's a lot. There's a lot of international talent that could make that decision to then say, we resist this particular administration. We're not going to come. And this is, I, uh, this is n- another take on it because this is another slice of talent of the talent pool that will not be showing up at your conventions anymore. Um, or in, for the, the foreseeable future. Um, I'm, I'm trying to work out, would it make, <laughs> would it make that much of a difference? I don't know. I, I, I'm, I think it would make a difference in terms of tone because you then have this feeling that a slice of the creatives community are being excluded, being excluded or excluding themselves. And then you have this atmosphere at a convention which feels fractured. Does that does that make sense? It does. It does absolutely. Um, it, I'm not really sure where to go with it, but it, you know, to be honest with you, it, it. I mean, the more isolationist we get with with all of this political stuff uh, the more we offend people the less they're going to want to have to do with the american with the american conventions now whether or not the geek culture can overcome that i tend to think we we can um simply because it's we're so without borders um but i'm not sure if that's going to be enough to overcome the the physical boundaries Sure. You know the, the the bigger ideological political barriers. Yeah, I can imagine the conversations that are going to take place at artist alleys and in the bars. <laughs> in the bars, <laughs> quite the thing to watch. Uh, I, I, if you want to go to the Manchester Grand Hyatt uh, on an evening um, and just sit at the back and. Um, Take popcorn. This, it could be, <laughs> it could be quite the, quite the show. Um, Graham, Graham Small, I wouldn't stress it too much. This is week one and Trump is trying to make a name for himself. Compromise will come. That's the thing, man. 
in any other in any other any other time, any other administration, any other person, I could totally get the word compromise. I just get this god awful feeling that he won't. I just get this feeling, man. He he scares the cack out of me. Um, okay, that's no, no. I didn't want to. There let's, is. A, try, let's stay there. Let's try and stay neutral on this one. So okay, but well, I mean, just the, the sense of um, compromising. It's okay. Let's let's dial it back. Let's take it back to our, our wheelhouse. Let's take it back to the artists and the creatives. Alyssa, go for it. Um, Bleeding Cool did an interesting um, little piece, and I, I retweeted it on my feed yesterday. Um, it's a call for comic creators to help refugees at um, Emerald City Comic Con. Um, it was written by Matthew Rosenberg, and is is it's a call for creators to help. Um, and it's on Bleeding Cool. They published it yesterday. Um, okay. The title is We Can Never Go Home. Uh, I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to be visiting the U.S. next month to be a guest at book conventions. Uh, guests and attendees, to the guests and attendees that are, are no longer allowed to uh, attend, but also with those who choose not to come to the U.S. as a result. Um, is um, one creator is planning to go to Emerald City Comic Con and fight back, and he's asking for support. So there are people who are addressing this. Ah, thank yeah. you very much for no putting worries. that up there. Um, and he did, well, okay, this no, this I think this was the guy that um, the tweet that actually got me this onto this because mm-hmm. this was the first one I spotted from Nathan Fairbairn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But then Andrew Wheeler dialed in. Uh, you had Brian Michael Bendis. Um, he literally flew back uh, from a trip um, yesterday morning. And the first thing he saw was just military police. Um, just lining. Yeah. So, no, that's, yeah, that is, is, is an interesting article. You spot that. And it is off the back of the uh, Nathan Fairbairn. Uh, piece. Oh, I think we've got a bit of audio there from uh, the site. So there we go. Yeah, do check that uh, uh, post out. That was uh, on Bleeding Cool. So there we go. Um, I'm posting. So, yeah. Sorry. Karen Session, Time Will Tell. Um, Michael P., No, It Will Get Worse. Ian O'Hara. It'll sort itself out. Ivanka will grab him by the testicles. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, you know what? That's a mental image I really didn't need. But thank you very much indeed for contributing that. And most importantly, um, it was uh, Jason Coe's birthday this week. So, um, uh, hello, Corgi Commander. That's <laughs> <laughs> conversation saying happy birthday to Jason Coe. So, there we go. <laughs> He, he says, trying to inject a bit of lividity into this. So, I there we st- go. I am still trying to get that uh, link posted to that yeah. Bleeding Cool article for everybody. And um, as usual, I, I always have problems with getting links yeah. posted. Uh, again, um, but you can go to the Bleeding Cool website and drill yeah. down to it. 
Yeah, we've got two uh, points actually. One that came off Twitter, um, which I'll come back to. But this one's from the Q and A. Chuck Cook. The next US con I have tickets to is Star Wars Celebration. It's going to be real interesting if cast members who are foreign born and or not US citizens choose not or can't attend. This is again something else that we've kind of referred to. And like I say, it is off the back. Uh, I think that and the Oscars could be a good test. Uh, Scott Gludu, um, I, the only thing I'll say on the matter is this. In 2011, the State Department stopped processing Iraq refugees for six months, even those that helped the US. So, yeah, it's a bloody good point. Um, somebody mentioned about um, the Saudi-born, I believe he's Saudi-born, um, Alexander Siddiq, who played Dr. Bashir on Star, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, under the current uh, implementation, he wouldn't be allowed in the country. That's an example of what we're talking about. Uh, an invitation for talent to come to the, U- to the US and be turned away at the door. Uh, so that was one, I believe, uh, I, I, I'd have to credit who it was that... Uh, there was there was a, a a way of searching for actors from certain countries uh, on IMDb, uh, and it was very kind enough to share me the list. And yeah, Alexander Siddiq was on that particular list. Uh, so yeah, but I, I think there's the two elements. There's the uh, the creatives that are invited and turned away at the door, and then there's the creatives that will. Um, make a statement by not attending US cons because of the current administration. Uh, Michael P. assumed the administration would be uh, petty in allowing stars into the country because Hollywood despises Mr. Trump. That's another bloody good point. <laughs> That's another bloody good point. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Because all he has to do is search Twitter, which heaven knows he does at three o'clock in the bloody morning, um, and find something that he doesn't like. Gee, that's hard. Um, but all it takes is some tweet that he doesn't particularly like, and there we go. Wow. This could that be is scary. This could be quite a thing. Um, like I say, I think the Oscars will be a big test because at the end of the day, they have more uh, high profile, international creative talent, but it could affect Comic Cons as well. So that's why I wanted to bring this conversation up. Like I say, I really wanted to get a creative on board to talk about mm-hmm. uh, the conversation, but um, it's a shame that we weren't able to find someone who was up for talking. In O'Hara, I- does that mean I can be invited to the Oscars and win an award? <laughs> Um, well, the Oscars is uh, a celebration of in the uh, exceptional performance of creativity, and that is creative. Don't know if they ever get nominated, but hey, what the? But there I we will, go. I, okay, I did. I did hear a legal analysis of the um, executive order that was uh, and the. Um, and the rulings that that were handed down in Brooklyn and I believe in Massachusetts, and the rulings were basically just you know hold on for a couple uh, let's let's 
hash this out. We're not going to send people back. Let's just see how it's going to work out. Um, but the executive does have the power to limit who comes in and out of the country. Yeah. So this, you know, in, I think it's a matter of us figuring out how this is going to affect us in the long term because it doesn't look as though it's like it's going to be something that goes away. So it's, it's up to, to us to figure out and, and the geek culture to figure out how we can, how we can structure it and what safeguards we can put in and suggest are being put in to um, enable people to come and have the free exchange of ideas that we're used to. I mean, we've um, been talking about the creatives um, mm-hmm. pretty much exclusively so far, but then we could also be talking about the um, the, the international, sort of like the attendees. Um, mm-hmm. We were talking before we came on air uh, about uh, an interesting possibility um, this year. Um, I put a post up or a poll up on Twitter uh, asking, uh, what are the odds on me getting stopped coming into the U.S. this year, uh, stopped and searched, um, with a surname like Sultana. It's Maltese, uh, although it is uh, obviously from uh, the Mediterranean descent. Uh, certainly in uh, Saudi Arabia, there is a large uh, Maltese, as uh, a large Sultana contingent as a surname, but it is a Maltese name. Uh, it's from my father's uh, grandfather's side. Um, at which point I, I was interested by a couple of the uh, the responses saying you know, it was fifty fifty actually it was you're going to get stopped or you're going to be fine. So there was the optimism versus the the pessimism. Mm-hmm. Um, at which point I did clarify saying that uh, well um, the last six times that I have come into the US five times I've been stopped and searched. Um, so I don't know if that's something off the back of my surname and the fact that it conflicts with a, a ra- rather white face. I, uh, who knows? Um, but this could be, this will be the interesting one. Uh, my wife, Caroline, um, has, since we've been married, never changed her passport, uh, purely because she didn't want to make the expense. Um, cause she's Welsh and she's very frugal. That's why I like, that's why I like her. Um, but, uh, she's had her maiden name on her passport, uh, which is a very Anglo-Saxon name. However, this year she's had to renew her passport which means she's decided to put her married name on the passport. We're interested to see if she, as Caroline Sultana, will be stopped coming into the US for a, a, a random search. Watch this space. We'll let you know. Uh, yeah. How is she going to handle the... Um, uh, I assume her member ID is in her maiden name. Has she bothered switching yes, that over to? Um, this is uh, something. <laughs> yeah, to... I don't know, we can cover this very quickly as well because uh, if you are uh, making wanting to make any changes, something that we have discovered, uh, you can make changes to your member ID, but it takes two or three weeks to process. You have to submit a form to first let them know that there's changes to happen. They then email you back with another link, which you then submit details, including. Uh, scans of passports, etc. And then it takes two or three weeks to process. Um, what I suspect we'll be doing, because we're, <laughs> fingers crossed, we'll be having a returning batch sale in the next two, three weeks. She'll be using her existing details and then swapping them, um, changing them down the line. That's fingers crossed anyway. So there we go. Uh, Ian O'Hara, they'll pat you down and Bob's your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dude, it wasn't just a patting me down last time. <laughs> okay, let me just uh, clarify that. They didn't put a rubber glove on. They didn't go that far, all right? <laughs> let's, let's dial it back. Um, but, yeah, um, let's put it this way. Uh, out of the five times I was stopped, two of the years, uh, I had to go for a later flight because I missed my connecting flight. So there we go. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, let's have a look. Uh, I don't think it'll hamper her. Never say never. Sure. But I think she'll be okay. Um, I'm kind of hoping that it does because if you've ever seen Caroline go full tilt, it's a fun show, kids. Um, she'll <laughs> let them know of her displeasure. Uh, so there we go. Uh, patted down a few times, even going through metal detector. In fact, I've had one or two people, uh, who work in, um, transport saying that they have been ramping up, um, random searches purely off the back of recent events and worldwide events. So it's understandable. But, um, yeah, we'll see what, well, watch this space on that one. Right. Um, let's have a look. What else can we talk about? I think we can we can continue this conversation at a later date, but it's something to keep in mind that your international creatives uh, and your international fans and friends may have troubles. And then there may be a bunch of them that may not want to come because they may feel unwelcome in this current climate. Watch this space and watch the social media feeds of your favorite creators as well. Right, Alyssa, um, let's change the subject entirely. Week in TV. Go for it. I will. That was a good wrap-up, by the way. Thank you. The uh, winter season in television has uh, continued to impress. Uh, training day, the shows coming up this week are training day, Powerless, Santa, Clarita, Diet, and Superior Donuts. Uh, The last three are all sitcoms. Um, Santa, Clarita, Diet has got the, um, Drew Barrymore is the star of it. She's, (laughs) Leonard is smiling. I know. I've seen trailers for this thing. This, this tickles the crap out of me. Um, this seems very black comedy, and I I have no problem with it. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, it. Uh, Drew Barrymore is plays a, a Southern California housewife. I think. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I watched yeah. the trailers a few a few days ago. Uh, who is zombified? Yet she can still function and talk and the whole family kind of gets behind her and you know helps mom deal with being a zombie <laughs> in socal so it's it, it's it, it looks to be to be fun um the other I'm show actually, I'm, I'm up for that if anything not only for drew barrymore uh, and the, the whole premise sounds brilliant but also for yeah. timothy Olsen. Where the hell did he, well, he sort of like he was going to be the next big thing. He was in Die Hard 4.0 or whatever it was bloody called. Um, um, and he just kind of like vanished off the map. So it's great to have him back. I think he's a great actor. So I'm, I'm very much up for Timothy Oliphant back. So no, I'm, I'm up for that show. If anything, because it seems in the same kind of like dark, twisted mindset of a series of unfortunate events. And <laughs> that's the kind of thing that, that 
Yeah, I, I'm up for this. <laughs> the other ones um, are Superior Donuts, which stars Judd Hirsch and um, who I I particularly have always enjoyed his his humor is uh, it's just curmudgeonly grumpy old man, you know, and and I love it because it's it it's truthful. You know, it, and it, the clips that I've seen really deal with, um, things like minimum wage and no benefits, um, from his opposite, which is a newcomer, Jeremy Fowler, a stand-up comedian who plays his employee in this donut shop in, I believe, New York City. So it's, it's a bit quirky. Um, <laughs> But it it air it's airing after Big Bang Theory, so I think that uh, the humor applies to both, and I'm looking forward to watching. I'm not a big sitcom fan, but I am looking forward to watching that one. Um, and the last one, which a lot of people have talked to me about, is Powerless, which is the new DC show, um, starring um, Alan Tudyk. Yeah, <laughs> and Everybody's going to be watching this one. It, it looks tremendously fun. Um, I think there's, there's a clip out there with, uh, uh, this umbrella to protect you. Uh, they invent, uh, an umbrella to protect you against falling debris and it ends up taking the head off of one of their dummies. <laughs> so it's, it's well worth it that, um, so those are the three sitcoms that are happening. There's also one other new show and it's called Training Day. Um, it's starring Bill Paxton. Um, he played, he was in, uh, Aliens. He, uh, played one of, one of the Marines in Aliens. Um, kind of the guy that freaked out. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, which, who didn't, but yeah. yeah. Um, so that that was, I, I'm looking forward to that one also because it's a bit it, it's a bit edgier and a bit more in your face. Um, he plays a kind of, on he's you know not not a straight not a straight arrow. Let me be kind of oblique with that. And he he plays kind of somebody who who crosses the line quite a bit in his role as a police detective, and he gets stuff done. Um, but there are, is a series of investigations against him um, with his uh, co uh, co person on the on the show. So that's that's on CBS, and it looks it looks well done. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Um, the Riverdale, the um, the premieres last week, or unless you want to talk about. Well, training yeah, day. I'm no, I'm up for Riverdale, but I need to watch it. Um, if anything, I, I made a couple of comments about this on uh, social media because here in the UK, um, we have absolutely no knowledge whatsoever of Archie. We know it's a very pervasive uh, cultural touchstone in the US. Uh, but here in the UK, we have no clue what on earth it is. So, um, no, I'm, I'm very much up for this. Uh, so, no, cool. I'm up, yeah. It, it looks good and it's gotten a lot of good reviews. Um, uh, it definitely is kind of, you know, team focused. Um, and I'm personally, I'm, I, I, it has a different take on the characters that I grew up with reading in the comic book. Um, so I'm not entirely thrilled with that. Um, I, I like 
Betty <laughs> to be a little bit more confident than she is portrayed in the TV show. Um, but on the flip side, I like Veronica a, a little bit more. Uh, without going into spoilers, it's worth watching. A very stylistic Twin Peaks kind of a vibe to it. So if you like the Twin Peaks and the, the teen shows, this is right up your alley. Um, I think the thing, that kind of, the thing that kind of gets me about Riverdale is it's what I know of Archie is that these characters are very much like um, your Saturday morning strip characters. Mm-hmm. That at the end of the day, they control all delete and they just reset. And it's a very, it's a very familiar kind of these characters, which very rarely, they haven't changed really in the 20, 30, 40 years that they've been running or whatever. But this is not, these are actual story arcs in Riverdale. There's, there's character development so i'm trying to see how they they transplanted that on top of the sort of like saturday morning cartoon strip model so yeah um just very quickly we do have had a couple of comments um people have reminded me that timothy oliphant was quite rightfully he was in deadwood and yes he was in um justified uh i never watched either of them so i completely forgot (laughs) So sorry about that, but yeah, you're absolutely right. He, he was in both of those, and very well acclaimed in both of them as well. Um, Powerless does look like fun. The guy that you were on about, by the way, um, the uh, uh, the um, the gentleman in the uh, the cop show where he crosses the line, it's Bill Paxson uh, from you uh, from Twister, from True Lies. Uh, he was in Apollo 13. He was in Agents of Shield. Um, top bloke, top actor. He appeared yes. in San Diego. Last year for uh, uh, for the aliens uh, panel and uh, mm-hmm. very much had uh, 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 an impression on that panel, so lots of fun. And um, and that's and that's why I was saying that he can't help but be interesting to watch and be a force, right. you know, be to be present a more edgier show than your typical procedural um, bones NCIS type show. Yeah. Um, Training Day is based on the movie of the same name starring Denzel Washington and Ethan Hawke, which is why I'm interested in the program, because the great thing about Training Day, it was very much almost like a writing exercise. It's about the dawn. It's it's dawn to midnight. It is a day in the space of a film. How does that translate to an ongoing series? Um, Also, how on earth can you be as bad or as evil a character as Denzel Washington was in that film, because he, he really was an absolute nasty piece of work. Um, Graham Small is asking, Riverdale, is it like the Bash Street Kids and Desperate Dan uh, here in the UK? Yes. Uh, see? Uh, there's, a, there's a list of going... Do have I don't know. Who, do you know idea who those are, do you? None whatsoever. <laughs> Here in the UK, they are Beano and Dandy Strips, and they are part of our culture. You don't know what the hell we're talking about. So, yeah, that's exactly, yeah, there's your exact, yeah, that's exactly what it is. So there we go. I need to come over and and live in England for a few years. Um, Someone tells me there's a queue Um, (laughs) at the moment. Um, Scott, uh, going back far back, Bill Paxton was indeed the punk in Terminator. You're absolutely right. Yeah, he was. Uh, so there we go. Um, I'm up for pa- I'm up for powerless. Um, I believe it's getting shown over here on I think it's on five star 
someone may have to correct me on that if you can just uh, pull that up on um the uh on q and a um yeah uh just uh, an update as well with the series of unfortunate events if you are a virgin media viewer here in the u k uh, as well as being shown on netflix it's also been shown shown on uh, virgin um the other shows that you mentioned, as far as I'm aware, the show with Drew Barrymore, which is going to be one of those programs which no one's ever going to remember the title of it. I can guarantee. Um, Correct. Everyone's just going to, going to call it the Housewife Vampire movie or <laughs> Housewife Zombie program. That's <laughs> going to call it. Um, that, I believe, is going to be streamed to Netflix here in the UK. I am actually but, um, looking that up at this. Uh, well, I'm not sure about where it's going to be, um, but it is on Netflix here. It drops Friday the 3rd on um, Netflix at 3 right. o'clock in the morning. Um, just to clarify, Training Day is on CBS. Um, Superior Donuts is on CBS after Big Bang Theory. Um, Powerless is on NBC, opposite Superior Donuts pilot. So it's kind of, it's kind of interesting that they're, they're doing, you know, they're in direct competition for it. Uh, the other one that I wanted to point out as well is a program that dropped as well as Riverdale on Friday. There was a film, which is another Netflix original production. Um, I believe it's a film. Uh, it could be a series. I may have to just uh, do some research on it, but it looks fascinating. It's called iBoy. Um, starring Maisie Williams, who we know from uh, Game of Thrones, um, showing an alternative kind of superhero story uh, set in London. Uh, a young lad is basically struck by uh, lightning. Or basically, he's uh, given the ability to read uh, digital signals, uh, uh, not only off uh, mobile devices, but also brain patterns, it looks interesting. I've seen a very cool trailer of it. It's very much uh, a, a very dark-looking uh, series. You're going to have to tell me that it's available in the States as well, but iBoy, uh, all one word, um, is something that uh, you may want to have a look at as well. If anything, for Maisie Williams, who's always awesome. It sounds familiar. I haven't heard of it. Um, I mean, I have, I for some reason, that concept, I think I've seen before, but I'm not sure. Um, I haven't heard of it being premiered in the next week or two. Yeah, um, and it's, I, a, yeah it's a single film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually based on a book by Kevin Brooks. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's a science fiction film starring Bill Bill Milner and Maisie Williams. And, uh, yeah, like I say, it's uh, being released here in the U- uh, UK. You're going to have to check your US Netflix to see if it's also out there. Mm-hmm. Right, I think that's pretty much us. Not quite. Oh, okay. <laughs> we also, um, we've also got a couple of returning shows. Uh, Black Sales is coming back, and so is The 100. They both are, um, I think Black Sales is starting its fourth and final season. I'm not sure what season The 100 is on. It's either its third or fourth season. Um, both of those shows are be coming back. The highlight of the week for me is, um, of course, going to be The Expanse on Wednesday night. They're doing a double show uh, premiere on the Sci-Fi channel. That's uh, We've 
Michael P., um, who's also on the live chat, it has done an excellent refresher. If you've seen season one and are not quite sure about some of the details, click, uh, click through, click on the, the Friends of CC blog and you'll be, you'll be taken to it. Um, it's an excellent read and I actually learned some stuff even though I watched the series, um, a couple of times. And so it's, it's good. He's going to be doing weekly, um, summations and, um, reflections on the shows as they come out in a similar manner that we've been doing for Walking Dead and Ash versus Evil Dead. And so we'll get some, and he's read the books, Michael P has. So we'll get some idea about some of the backstories, uh, behind some of the events that occur on the TV show. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to reading and watching this series as it progresses because it is one of those complicated ones. The magicians, um, continues to impress. Uh, I will say this again. Having had an opportunity to rewatch that, I would highly recommend that people do with a more serious take in mind um, to, to actually watching it because it's also based off of a book. Um, and I, I think and I'm going out on a limb here, but I think that the, the shows that pay homage and are true representations of books tend to be a little bit more dense and um Worthy of watching <laughs> as opposed to some of the lighter shows where you could just, you know, once and done kind of thing. Um, lastly, we say goodbye to conviction. Um, it's done. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Hell's Kitchen ends its season as does Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and Vikings. Uh, Gotham, Teen Wolf and Lucifer take their winter breaks. And now. <laughs> we're done with the week in television <laughs> okay uh, well the only other thing that i will uh, make a note about is also um agents of shield um considering that bleeding cool has made note of it uh various other sites have made note of it as well mm-hmm. that it uh audience figures seem to uh, seem to be tanking uh that it's going absolutely through the uh, the basement which i just don't understand mm-hmm. i did my catch-up this week uh, I crammed Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think I pretty much did season three in one sitting. Uh, I'm also uh, about three or four episodes into uh, the season, uh, season four with um, Ghost Rider. I think it's a damn solid show. Uh, I don't quite understand why it isn't. I think I, I think people are just frustrated that it doesn't tie into the rest of the MCU as much. That's all I can think of. That it feels that it pays lip service to the MCU. Um, but no, I, I'm still sticking with it. Uh, for, so that's, that's my take on it. There's so right. many other TV shows out there, good television shows out there. I think, um, the, the competition is incredibly fierce right now. Um, we really are in a, a renaissance of, of good television. Um, unlike where we were two or three years ago where we were just there, you know, there was there hardly seemed to be anything when the Agents of Shield came out, um, and unfortunately, it's it's into its fourth season at this point, third or fourth season. So, I think that's also just tired. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, last but not least, uh, just something that I'm going to be posting up on the uh, Englishman in San Diego website in the next couple of hours. Uh, I've been contacted by a gentleman by the name of Connor Leshner. Uh, he did actually make a, uh, 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 reach out to uh, uh, actual members of the Blue Ribbon group that we were talking about um, with um, uh, Wizard World 
couple of weeks back. Um, he's taking part in a study uh, working under uh, the direction of a professor at the Hugh Down School of Human Communication. Um, he's an underground student and he's doing a study uh, under the title Dress for Success, How Cosplay Affects Relationships and Commitment in rom Romantic Relationships. <laughs> It's basically a research study to gain information about romantic relationships, um, basically uh, used to gain a better understanding of relationships at comic conventions. Uh, possible, benefits, possible benefits for your participation is that we can learn more about these types of relationships in the population of comic conventions. I don't know if this is of any interest to anyone, but I am going to be putting a post up on the website. Um, I'm also going to take part in the survey as well, just to have a look at the thing. Um, by all means, uh, have a look at it. Tell me what you think. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm curious of the results of this particular study uh, when and if they get released to the wider world. So yeah, there you go. That's uh, Dress for Success, How Cosplay affect relationships to commitments in romantic relationships i'm going to leave that there that's all no 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 you have to ask you have to answer the question so have you and caroline ever cosplayed not at conventions no <laughs> okay. moving on <laughs> as you turn red as I turn <laughs> you red, did yes i think back to my I, no, 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 no. Okay, don't leave that. Right, uh, thank you very much indeed for uh, watching us today. Um, slight change of plans for next week. It's going to be an infinitely better show. Uh, next oh. week, an infinitely better show. It's going to be smoother. It's going to be more professionally hosted uh, because I ain't going to be here, unfortunately. Um, there's been uh, a development development in real life. Uh, which has meant that I'm unfortunately not going to be around next Sunday. Alyssa's going to be here. Um, she's going to be hosting the show. And I believe you've already got somebody lined up. Is that right? I or do. Somebody possible to line up. Right. My editor in chief on the, on the Friends of CC blog, um, uh, Kevin Whalen, um, also known as Doctor Who 42 is going to be joining me. Um, I'm hoping that we're going to be getting one or two other guests on, uh, talking about, uh, television, uh, the, because <laughs> it's something I know about. Um, We'll be talking about fall television, what shows have carried through, uh, winter TV, uh, the award shows. And if we happen to get a badge sale, yes, we'll be talking about the badge sale. <laughs> Indeed. Um, it's and Leonard will miss it. <laughs> more than likely. Um, but safe to say it's imminent. So mm -hmm. keep your eyes on your inboxes. And... Um, who knows? We may actually get some information from Comic-Con, which is good uh, in terms of badge sales pretty soon. But um, so that's next week. I'm going to be taking a week off. I'll be back again uh, the week after. Um, uh, we'll talk about guests and stuff as we get closer. Uh, but, yeah, like I say, we may be talking about uh, returning badge sales and all the other bits and pieces that Comic-Con may be announcing uh, over the course of the next 7 to 14 days. Right, Alyssa, where can people find you online? 
My Twitter handle is at Friends of CCI, and my forum is friendsofcc.com forward slash forum, and the blog is remove the forward slash forum part. Excellent stuff. Um, is this, uh, Andrew English, is this live interview for replacement for Leonard? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fine. Um, okay. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, you can find me on social media, uh, English and STCC, and of course you can uh, check out all the bits and pieces when it comes to the latest news on an Englishman in San Diego.com. Um, and also if you'd like to support the show, please do at patreon.com slash Englishman STCC. Thank you very much indeed. Um, please let's continue the conversation, uh, about, um, the climate in the US as it relates to, um, creatives. Uh, both coming to the U.S., invited to the U.S., and also making a stand against the current administration. Let's continue the conversation, because I think this is a big topic, which we can't just do in half an hour. Also, keep an eye on latest developments and keep us informed of what you spot in terms of uh, your favorite creatives. Maybe there's someone that you've seen uh, making a statement. Do let us know if uh, you spot anything. Tweet me at an Englishman, uh, Englishman STCC if you spot anything. Do take care, stay safe, and we'll see you, uh, well, I'll see you in uh, 14 days, but hopefully you'll join us for uh, Talking Comic Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego next Sunday. Take care, everyone. Where I will see you. <laughs>